guys. The rain. It's cold outside, but it's warm right. in here. Third time I ever put that on. Oh, nice Is fire. But credit goes to Avi Singer. He sent me this. Uh, he sent me these songs. It's not the first time we used the song that he uh, that he sent me. So this Moshe, <coughs> Moshe Faglin is also known as Fetter Hendel. I'm not sure is that his name. Is that Fetter Hendel? Fetter Hendel. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. I don't know what that means. I have to much. But he has some very deep music. You'll hear. You're gonna hear it right away. His, it's meditative. It's it's not so wordy. I didn't print out the words. You can hear it. It's in English. It looks like a little like Pink Floyd already. It's deep. It's deep. And he and right. I was told. Avi told me. Avi told me that he was by a concert of his. Pink Floyd. No. Oh, no. He was, in, <laughs> he was Faglin. He came with me in North Woodman. Oh, that's what it was recently? No. Whatever, I don't know. <clears throat> they did, he, do, he does like meditative type... Breathwork. Breathwork and this, and people are crying. It's like a... It's very deep. So this is one of the songs that he recently put out. And uh, it's, perfe- it's perfect for this type of Khabur. It's really not much perfect. Where do you live? Still, I think. Oh, yeah. Tekoa. Oh, isn't uh, Yusakonik and Sunlove over there? Probably hang out. Right? Doesn't Shaya or whatever? Moshe Fryim Hanikman. Yeah. They're very good. Okay, very good. Okay. So I'll send them the song. We'll send them the Chabur afterwards. Okay, so I don't have the words. There aren't that many words. So the first time around, pay attention to the words. And then we'll speak about it. And then at the end, the second time, the second time we hear the song, you could just kind of let it go. Because it's very few words. You don't, you don't need to pay attention to the words a second time. And Ritz Hashem will uh, we'll have a nice experience. Beautiful. Okay, let's go for it.
to just go into that uh, to that place that you're supposed to be nowhere I need to be <coughs> so uh, last week last week we started a whole new world a new Sefer Sefer Shemos a whole new Jewish world the Avos the Shvatim they all passed on and then we came to uh, to the new Tzaddik to the leader Moshe Rabbeinu and right away Right away, Moshe Rabbeinu, Vayigdal Moshe gets, gets older, gets mature, becomes a man. First thing he does, kills a Mitzri. Right out of the gate, boom, this is the leader right here. Nothing to talk about. Moshe Rabbeinu, Gibor Atzim. Then we know he runs away. Parah finds out, wants to kill him. <coughs> Ends up with Yisro, Tzipora. He tends the sheep, the flock. And everyone knows the Medrash, that he ran after the little Shepsula who went off the derech. Right, looking for some water. And Moshe Benin says, wow, I didn't know you needed some water. You're so tired. Puts the sheep on his shoulder. Brings the sheep back. And Kajbahu says, this is the guy. Kajbahu makes the whole experience with the burning bush, with the sneh, <coughs> to uh, tonight, tonight Moshe Rabbeinu as the leader of Kaleisville. Last expression, this is where it gets interesting. So Shem says, Moshe Rabbeinu, your people in Mitzrayim, I heard their cries, it's time that I come, I take them out. You're the guy. You're the guy. You're the captain of the ship. You're the leader. Go back to Mitzrayim and tell Paro, let my people go. And Moshe says, whoa, me who am I? Hashem says, no, 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 no. I'll be with you, don't worry. And then Moshe says, what's your name? What, what, what am I going to tell the people? Moshe Ben is doubting. Don't worry, I'll be what I'll be. Just go. And don't worry, they're gonna, they'll listen to you. They'll listen to you. And Moshe Ben says, but they're not going to believe me. They'll listen, they're not going to believe. Hashem says, Okay, here's sign one, sign two, put your hand in your shirt, take it out, it's Taras. I'll give you signs. Moshe Beno again, fighter. It's a, it's a pell if you just think about what's going on. Moshe Beno says, oh, I, have no, I have no words, I'm not a man of words. 
Uh, no, I, can't, I can't speak. I have a problem with my mouth. I'm not an orator. Hashem says, I'll be with your mouth. I'll I'll be there. Who makes man speak anyway? And then Moshe Rabbeinu says, can you just send Aaron Cohen, please? It's not me. I also don't make Aaron Cohen feel bad. The fifth time. And then it's a Vayichar Af Hashem. Mahavish. Fire. Just go. Aaron will be happy for you. It's cool. What is this? It's the craziest thing. Kaddish Baruch tells you to go five times. Kaddish Baruch doesn't know. All your time is Moshe Rabbeinu. Kaddish Baruch doesn't know. You don't, you don't hop with your Rabbonu Shalom is. You can go back and forth. So then Moshe goes to Paro. Moshe Rabbeinu finally gets back. He goes to Paro. Paro, there's a God. And he says, you got to let the people go. And Paro says right back, what does he say? Mi Hashem. Mi Hashem Hashem Who's Hashem that I should listen to his voice? This was Moshe's fear. The people aren't going to believe. Paro's not going to believe. Moshe's Mi Anochi. Paro says, Mi Hashem. Who's Hashem? I don't know his name. Moshe Rabbeinu says, what's, what's your name? Paro's like, what's his name? And everything that Moshe Rabbeinu was nervous about came true by Paro. Paro's like, I don't believe you. You're going to go out for three days? I don't believe you. Moshe Rabbeinu was nervous. That they weren't, he was talking about the people, but he was saying that they're, they, the people, Paro, they're not going to believe me. Paro says, I don't believe you. Moshe Rabbeinu says, I'm not a man of words. Paro says, take your orator skills and get out of here. You're making, you're making the people stop working. Get out of here. So all of Moshe Rabbeinu's questions, what he was nervous about, they actually materialized. So in a certain way, it sounds almost like Moshe Rabbeinu was right. Kaddish Baruch Hu is wrong? <coughs> and that's basically what Moshe Rabbeinu says. He says, you see, I told you. Why did you send me? And the last expression, why did you send me? It's just making it harder for the people. Why did you send me? So if Moshe Rabbeinu fighting with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, how could you fight against the Kaddish Baruch Hu? Then Moshe Rabbeinu seemingly might be right, and then Moshe Rabbeinu again asks on the Kaddish Baruch Hu. And that's where our parsha picks up. Kaddish Baruch Hu starts off the parsha giving some big muscle to Moshe Rabbeinu. The Avos, the Avos never would have asked any questions on me. You will your questions. Even though it seemed like Moshe Rabbeinu was right. Kaddish Baruch Hu gives a muscle. The others only needed Kel Shakai. You need a high revelation. You can't handle the, the Kel Shakai. You want to know it all. You want to know how Yehovah, you want to know, right, what does Moshe Rabbeinu want to know? He wants to know why bad things happen to good people, the Gemara tells us. He wants to know why Rabbi Yekiva is getting punished. Moshe Rabbeinu, you want to know everything. And then, and then the Kodesh Bo says, just go to the people. <coughs> Tell them it's time to go. Let's say he sells the galdi lekachti. Right, the beginning of this exposure. And what happens? The people make a, a one eighty. They say they didn't hear. We quote Zeruch Mevodakash. They couldn't hear Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu thought at least at least he convinced them last week's parsha. Maybe okay, so he'll go convince them. This time they didn't listen. 
Again, Moshe Rabbeinu's concerns came starting to come true. They're not going to believe me anymore. They're not going to listen to me. And then Hashem says, go tell Paro. What? Moshe Rabbeinu says, the people don't listen to me? And you think that Paro's going to listen to me? And not only that, I can't even speak. What is going on? It's back and forth. And then, eventually, Moshe goes to Paro once, twice, three times, four times. Let the people go, no. Let the people go, no. Let the people go, no. I'll let them go, nah. Right? Again and again and again. Hashem's, Hashem's the righteous one. But I'm not letting them go. What, what's the whole tachas of the shalichas? If he's going to get rejected again and again and again, what's the tachlis? Doesn't it, A, what's the tachlis? Why is the Kodesh Baruch Hu sending him? And B, is, isn't it bolstering Moshe Rabbeinu's tainas against the Kodesh Baruch Hu? You see, I'm getting rejected. See, I'm getting rejected. Fine, I'll go, fine, I'm, I'll go. But watch, I'm just going to get rejected again. Like a little kid, like shoving it in his father's face. Fine, I'll do what you tell me to do, but I bet you it's not going to work. And, and look, it didn't work. So, maybe, it's always B'derech Avshar, maybe, is that to be a leader, the leader of Kalal Yisrael, right, for sure you need, you need Gevura. You need to be a Gibor. Moshe Bino is a Gibor also. He came from the, the sphere of Netzach to be Menatzeach. You have to have that quality. But, to be a leader means you have to you have to have other qualities also. Because as we saw, and I had this question last week, this was part would have been last week's, why wasn't Moshe Rabbeinu chosen to be the leader after he killed the Mitzri? Right away, that's huge. You see a Jew in trouble, you kill the Mitzri, bam, put the snit right there, Moshe Rabbeinu, you're the leader. Right away. Why do you have to go 60 years later and the whole thing with the sheep and then it's with the sheep that he carried the sheep on his back, that made him the leader. It's a little bit of a different Torah for a different time, but we see that the union of Netzach, of Gevura, is not the only characteristic you need to be a leader. <coughs> Moshe Rabbeinu is taking over for the Avos. Avos, and then Yosef, Moshe. And there's some big differences between the Avos and Moshe. The Avos were Maminim. They started the whole religion. They were totally bottle, surrendered fully to Kodesh Baruch. That was their union. The, the Nisyonos, right, everything with, with Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov, Nisyonos, ten Nisyonos, these, everything was Nisyonos. And what was the major Madrego? What was the major Maila? What was the major Nisayon that was always in everything? We spoke of this a long time ago on the Chaburas. What was the test of Avram Avinu? He had ten tests. But every single test, there was a test within the test. And there was, it was the same common thread through every single test. Are you going to be Maharer Achar Midosai? Are you going to question my me God? Are you going to question my my doings? Are you going to question me when I send you to Eretisrael and then a second later it's a famine? Are you going to question me when you have to jump into a fire? Are you going to question me? Hold it. When 
when Paro takes sorrow. You told me to go to Eretz Yisrael. Not only did I have to leave Eretz Yisrael because of a famine, now I'm getting in trouble with Paro and sorrow. And now I took my wife. Are you going to ask on me? Are you going to be mahar? Are you going to think ill of what I'm doing? And the others pass the flying colors. Even by the Akeda. Avram Vinu never thought, like, why is the Kaddish Baruch doing this to me? Maybe he didn't like it, potentially, but he never thought against the Kaddish Baruch. He knew this is what he had to do. <coughs> the the Madrig of the Avos was to be totally, totally bottle subservient to Kaddish Baruch, the Madrig of Tefillah. That's what they that's what they brought into the world, Tefillah, because Tefillah is an Indian enough to be bottle Kisuf into Kaddish Baruch, that he's the one who's the creator, he's the one who is all the Shefa comes from him. Moshe comes into the world a totally different way. Moshe Ben comes from a different, a different place, a different mahos. First of all, he came in Bizman, he came after the others. And also, he came with a different mahos. Moshe Ben comes from Netzach. Moshe Ben comes from the place of Das, from the Madrig of Torah. The others were Tefillah, Moshe Ben was Torah. Now, Torah and Tefillah are two totally different worlds, they're both the biggest. But the two different worlds. Like Yaakov. Yaakov, you know, is, it's, it's a different aspect of, of, they say Torah by him. It wasn't the same as Moshe Rabbeinu's Madriga of Torah, as we'll see. <coughs> because Moshe Rabbeinu, everything by Moshe Rabbeinu had to know the reason. Why? What's the Svaro? What's the Tachlis? What? Everything. It was Madriga of Torah. Torah, we have to, we have to harv, we have to be medactic. To ask questions, we have to have chakiras, it's a back and forth. Nothing that anybody says, it could be the Rosh Hashiva saying it, you'll go after the Rosh Hashiva because it's the Madrig of Torah. Not respectfully, I mean, obviously, but how do you make it tasty? So that's, that's the biggest question in Yeshiva. You could have like a five hour pilpul from, from the Rosh Hashiva Imam, which is every, every line, you know, worked out perfectly, and then one little hot shot from the back and say, Mehecha Like five hours of Mehecha You have like this Balgaiva, you know? How do you know it's true, you know? Okay, that's chutzpah. But the Madrig of Torah is where you ask and you go back and forth. Ashak Levitaria. I'm Machlokas. This doesn't make sense. Moshe Benu had to make sense to him. Everything had to make sense. If there was no tachlis or something, why am I going? If there's no, if the shlichus is no, if there's no point to the shlichus, why am I going? What's the tachlis? To the people, to Paro. Moshe Benu was having a Levitaria with the Kodesh Baruch. Moshe Rabbeinu asked why. The others never asked why. It's a big difference. The others didn't grow up in the side, no? It's a whole different world. And Moshe Rabbeinu is coming, he's piggybacking off the others. The others brought Kaddish Baruch into the world. Moshe Rabbeinu came into a world with God. We already know, we believe in him. Now we can ask why. When it comes to Limud, we're not going to get into it in Abkis now, but first it's what, and then it's why. If you try to go into a Gemara and read five lines and say why, well, you don't understand Pshah yet. First, you know, what is being said? Right? Brisk Mahalach. What's going on right now? What? You have, you're Yeshiva Shavir. Old school Yeshiva guy. So first, <coughs> first you have to know what. That's what the Avos said. What, what is this world? Oh, there's a Kodesh Baruch. Moshe Rabbeinu then came and said, yeah, but Why? Why? So he argues about becoming the leader. He argues about his shlichus. 
He asks questions of the Kodesh Baruch Barabi Kiva. He asks questions, why do good things happen to bad people, bad things happen to good people? Yeah, everything is in Moshe Benin's questions. He's the one who brought down the Torah. He's the one who had to fight against the Malachim. This is Moshe Benin. But the problem is, sometimes with that Mahos, you run into problems. If you're too involved, and sometimes in the, in the Machlokas and the Shagatari and trying to understand, you might get yourself into trouble. I mean, at a certain point, you could ask a Kaddish Baruch maybe once, maybe twice. But at a certain point, you have to say, okay, Kaddish Baruch knows what he's talking about. The Rosh says, this is the Pshat. And you say, why is that the Pshat? So Rosh says, it's like this. And you say, yeah, but, but what about that? And the Rosh says, no, no, it's like this. Believe me, I'm doing this a long time. And then the guy keeps asking and asking and asking. I still remember I had a, I had a, I had a Maisa like that. It was in, uh, Rabbi Forst had a, had a summer call. I don't think he still has it. Many, many, many years ago. And there was a, he used to learn Bechavrusa. It was a long time ago. I think he passed away. Of Cooper. Cooper? I know, from Long Beach. So one of the Bangi they shared, and they learned Bechavrusa. <coughs> I was like a little young hotshot. I remember one time, I remember exactly where it was. And we were, there was a certain rush. They were learning in the, in, in the Gemara. And I, and I went over to Rabbi Forst on the Chavrusa, and we said, I think this is the shot like this, da, da, da. And Rabbi Forst was like, he was, he was, I remember, Rav Forrest was like, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. And then Rav Cooper's like, no, it's not the shot. It's like, it's absolutely not the shot. Like, what do you mean? Like this, and we're going back and forth. He's like, that's, that's not how you read it. That's just not how you read the rush. I say, yeah, but what do you mean? I have, I, I have all these rights. He's like, that's not how you read it. Done. I'm like, okay. You have a veteran. He knows he understands. You know, we're not talking about a Balgaivo who just says, get out of my face. No, we're talking about someone who really knew. Kajabah, who knows? You want to? You have the you have the madrig of Torah. Because was I get that, I gave that to you. You want to ask once or twice, I get. It. But at a certain point, I'll think, that's it, no more. I think the story that uh, I got to watch. I think it was with with Tesis, I think which word they were talking to. Is that the Tesis says X, Y, and Z, and he says Tesis has to say that. And so oh, he's he's such a lamb that he knows all of Tesis. He goes no, I don't know every single Tesis, but I know Tosis, and Tesis wouldn't say that. <laughs> right. You know. You know. So besides that problem, besides the problem of, of you can go at it too many times and not take no for an answer, you can sometimes push it a little too much and be mahar, achar meodosa, Kodesh Baruch. Moshe Beinu got Musa. This week's parasha, Rashi says, what, what, when a Kodesh Baruch says, I only appear to the others in the Kel Shakai, but I, you want me to, to appear and you want to know, you want to know, you want to have a Yidi of Shem Hashem, what does Rashi say right there? Avram Vina never asked by the Akedah. He never asked me why. He never said, And you, you're asking me, because what? Because the people yelled at you that, hey Moshe Bainu, why are you making it worse for us? And already you're being Maharach and Meodosai. Avram Vina was going to shecht his own child. And he never once asked why. So like, you go from trying to understand to starting to question. Like there's a madriga of asking because there's, you want there's to understand. Too, <coughs> there's a madriga of asking because or t- you're it's too much. It's too much. Right. There's, okay. It, it's a very fine line and you have right. to be very, very careful. You have people in yeshiva asking questions back and forth and they, they can have a lot of chutzpah. I never, I never understood that so much. I didn't like it. You say, you, you can't just, you're having a machlogos with the about over what Rashi is saying and then the words that are being said are very harsh. I never appreciated that. I never liked that. No, 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 it's Mecham Yeah, but it doesn't mean you could be a Mechutzef and you could be a, a, ba- a bad Midos and be a Balgaiva. Like, I didn't think that was, a, it was Mutter. Mecham you fight over, what's the MS? But you love each other. Not, not such harsh words. Okay. Different, different uh, strokes for different folks. So Moshe Rabbeinu, 
He was clearly the gibor, the menatzeach. He took right away, right away, he's killing Mitzrayim. Right away, he has all the shock of Atari, he has all the kashas. But Kashbaba says, if you want to be the leader, you have to be mevalt yourself with those. You have to have that also. You could be a gibor towards the people, but to me, you have to be baltam avotam. And that's why, and, and I, maybe, maybe a little bit, the stubbornness of Paro, that klipa, Epis Moshe Beno had a little tiny, tiny bit of that. A little bit of stubbornness in his way. And uh, Kodesh Baruch had to break that. Had to break that. So what do you do? How do you break that? Kodesh Baruch then forces Moshe Rabbeinu to do a shlichus that was against everything logical. Moshe Rabbeinu had five kashas. Good kashas. Kodesh Baruch had to answer each time. But at the end of the day, power didn't listen. The people didn't listen. On Yaroslav he Moshe Rabbeinu was right. So it seemed like Kodesh Baruch was wrong. But that's where Bittel comes in. Kodesh Baruch forced him to do something that went against logic because Yushal Moshe Rabbeinu, all your logic in the world doesn't always work. You sometimes have to just be bottle to me. You have to be bottle. That's why he sends him on a shlich because it doesn't work. Para ones, para twice. Para's rejecting him. Left on her. What are you sending me for? Because you need to learn the lesson and you just do what I say. And don't always ask all the questions. Does that also explain why he, he, the second sign he never used. The second sign was for himself. Taras. <coughs> Taras was, was, he put his hand into his uh, shirt or his tunic, whatever it was, and it came out, it was full of Taras. Right? Mm-hmm. He, put a, he, never, he never showed that sign to Paro. No? Oh, to Paro. To the people he showed it, to the to the to the to well, the never showed it. To, never showed it, to, uh, never, it, it doesn't relate it in the term that he, that he showed it to anybody mm-hmm. for that matter. So perhaps that perhaps that, that that was assigned specifically for him. If you if you see if you speak Lashon against me more or less by questioning me so many times, maybe you get Saras. Maybe Lashon Haram himself also. It's funny that the Lashon that he said there was actually true. It turns out the Jews didn't listen. Didn't listen. But still, it's Lashon Haram. It's still Lashon Haram. It's still Lashon Haram. You know why? Because you don't understand why they listen. <coughs> you don't understand why? Because you you'll be my heart after Akhmedaisa. But if you understand what the Jews are really listening to me, it's just this is their process. We're getting to. Yeah. To getting it out. So, but, but, if you don't have all the answers, you can't understand it. Right. Yeah. So, it doesn't matter if you're an Aros Vasayim. Don't ask why. Don't ask if you're going to be successful. Is this going to be Just go. Lech lecha. Just go like Aaron Veno. Just lech lecha. Just follow blindly. Because Moshe Veno had to be Kona that Mahalach before he could become the ultimate leader and to lead us in the Midbar. He had to. So, this is, this is maybe, maybe what's going on over here a little bit. Why Moshe Rabbeinu was asking all the questions, because he comes from the place of Das, from the place of Torah, and why Kaddish Baruch gave him these answers that seemed to be, again, Moshe Rabbeinu was right. It's, but you have to push through. It's yeah. so interesting. Like, Moshe Rabbeinu was, was born into a matzah of nothing that makes sense. Like, I'm, here's someone taking him out of a, a water. Like, his whole being had to be of pure faith in others without understanding the situation. Nothing made sense about the way he came to the world and the way he was raised and everything. And yeah. here he like, it just... You could say Pshanna, but I believe it is. But, uh, but the tie in with the song, how's the tie in with the song? Um, what, what are the words? 
And the, the point was that Moshe Bain has to, has to get to the point where nowhere I need to be, nothing I need to do, but to follow you. Into the dark, into the night, into the cold. Why does it have to be dark and cold in this? Okay, what about even? Even. What about the good stuff, too? He says that. Yeah. So of course I follow Kodesh Baruch Hu in the good. Why do we say that people have money, have a much more difficult... Uh, no, no, meaning, meaning if, if we're telling you to follow... No, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying when, when a Kodesh Baruch says to follow me, and he, say, and he says follow me in the dark, it's because it's... Of course, follow me in the good. Not that it's not a Nisayon. Just that it's a lot of course you can follow Kodesh Baruch. That's what I'm saying. Like, my Shabino was born into that, like, where he just has to follow blindly. And it's just like, already... Sometimes like, when people have to follow blindly, they, then, they, then they take matters into their own hands. And Vayigdal Moshe, and he became a big person, and that gets him into trouble. That's sometimes again. It's been like Moshe Rabbeinu. We're nothing. When the pal is, he grew. Think about it. Moshe Rabbeinu came into the world. He was the golden child. He came into the world. It was light in the house. He came into the world. Mahal. He grows up in the palace of Paro. He's he's the man. He goes and kills a mitzri. But to Kadosh Baruch Hu to be bottle. To Kadosh Baruch Hu to be bottle. And that's 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 a it's a hard thing for a person who's so powerful and right who's such a godel. That's, that's a difficult thing. But that's how we became the honor. But that, right, because we had to break them to make an honor of them. So that's why Moshe Beno was able to be the biggest, the strongest, the most powerful, bring the Torah down, lead the people, be Menatzech, and yet, be the biggest honor of all time. That's it. That's the Chiddush of Moshe Beno. And that's what he was working on now. So let's listen again. And uh, to know, you know, know where we need to go just to What, the one that we killed the mystery with? Yeah. I don't know. I have to ask you a show of that. <laughs> I, was saying, like, like, I don't know. Probably his mother. I don't know. Think about it. I don't know. Look at the kaikas he had. Yeah. He was even not a saga. Go for it. It's a deep song. You can turn the lights off. You let, let this one go, you know? That's a nice song. Very sweet. Very sweet. He had 60 years to be alone. The first 20 years, he was a king. The 60 was humbled. <laughs> took 60 years to be humbled. For 60 years he was building himself. He got humbled in one, in one year. And then Sakharish Baruch started humbling him. And then Shlichah started. For the last 60 years he was by himself. He was humble.